Major Tupa, how are you? And I pressed the wrong button right from the start. Yes, glorious, glorious. It's fine, we're fine. I put two cans on go. me. Two cans, oh, it, mate. And that'll look awful all over the place. That's with, because like, I forgot screens. this man was here. Well, this man? Oh, he's, he's right, right underneath you on that I, screen. I didn't okay. forget. I knew it was there because I've been talking to him before we went live, but... I forgot to, it's my fault, I pressed the wrong button. Classic, classic me. Welcome to the most professional wrestling stream ever. It's great. <laughs> Pride ourselves. And this has been, this has really been a long time coming. This is uh, episode three of the Unexplained Side of the Slam. Uh, we've tried doing this show about 6,000 times, but due to various elements uh, fighting against us, the internet, COVID, um, all sorts of things. But we're through the other side and thank you, once again, to Mel for joining us tonight um, from uh, Unexplained uh, Possibilities uh, podcast. Check him out. And Mel will do all of his links in a bit, I'd, I'd imagine, so we can check out all of his stuff. Yeah. But thank you so much, Mel, for bearing with us. It's been a, a busy few weeks, as you can tell. Uh, but I'm glad we've got you here to, to do this episode three. Yeah, thank you for having me again. And yeah, um, busy is an understatement, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I was not busy. I was like busy, like just being rubbish just dying well, yeah you, you you had a resurrection so i did <laughs> that's, I did. that's what happened with you i did but, um i'm happy that you and meryl are feeling better and doing good so we are oh it's no joke it was no joke but you know yeah, we spoke about it it was horrible but let, let, at least we're doing it because we were going to do this on the night when i got covid weren't we mel that was three weeks oh, ago yeah. that was yeah, because and lee wasn't able to do it so it's just gonna be mel and me doing one yeah. And yeah, and then and then I said to Mel, oh, I've just tested positive. I was going to try and do it. And then I was like, oh, I've actually started to feel a bit shit already. So probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the funniest thing because it was just like, I tested positive, but uh, we should still be able to do it. Next thing you know, I can't, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that oh, that wasn't the half of it. It was, it was a Saturday. Goodness me. Yeah. So, yeah. and then I actually went live on unexplained possibilities because I had things set up. So I was like, well, may as well go and yap to myself <laughs> a little bit, which uh, you, you, uh, you, you popped up for a minute, which was cool. I think but... I did. Yeah. I went rough then. That's so rough. But, uh, but um, yeah. Hello, everyone, for checking out the show. Good to have you here. Happy Thursday. Unexplained Side of Sam, episode three. It's good to be here. Let's go talk about wrestling doing the internet stuff paranormal things it's exciting it's good. it is exciting oh, it like is it. exciting always makes me but, smile which is a good thing the, so, but the, the, go on Mel, Mel go for it oh I was just gonna say I'm gonna add a little extra element uh here to some wrestling see if we could get some spirits or something from the other side Ooh. to tell us what they think about some of the wrestlers and my cat might be coming over as well oh yeah <laughs> so and there she is wow yes <laughs> Sound right. effect, Lawrence. Oh, hey. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> this Podcast is Sweet listeners. Pea. Sweet <laughs> Pea. Sweet Pea. Yeah. Wow. Her name is Sweet Pea. And, yeah, and she's well, getting dropped as well. <laughs> okay. What, wow. the, what does she prefer? What does Sweet Pea like? Uh, AEW or WWE? Does um, she agree with your views on Tony Khan that he's sort of like just a fan? <laughs> right anyway. now, she just went right back to sleep. So <laughs> she has no opinion on anything except right. sleeping. Like most so, cats. Yeah. I mean, when we yeah. get other people involved in, in MOS, even from across the pond, and we still have cats involved in, uh, in Ministry of Slam broadcasts. It's well, amazing. Like a, like a famous man once said to me, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think I've said this since we've been back on the air for these last 10 months, Lee. Like, everybody likes cats. If it wasn't for cats, there wouldn't be any cats. I can't think of anyone in the world who doesn't like cats. 
Case closed. What about people who are allergic to them? They still like cats. Not they like, just keep away from them. Just keep away from them. <laughs> okay. I, I like you from afar. Oh, uh, Sefi, Sefi's in there. Tony Khan oh. is a mark with his daddy's money. And he also says dogs are better than cats. Oh. That. Is that what that means? A little arrow thing means are better than? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? So the, the the narrow end is the not so good and the where it opens up, that's the that's the better side. All oh, right. So there you go. Of course um, Sethi but... doesn't agree with what we're saying. This <laughs> is gimmick now. But uh yeah, so that's nice. You guys got a sweet pea cameo. Yeah, it is that's good. good. Love um, sweet but, pea. Yeah, what I was saying was though, I have my pendulum here and we can see if we could get some spirits or something from the mm. other side to say who they like as a wrestler AEW, WWE, NWA, etc, etc. Okay. Wow. Oh, this was amazing last time we done the so, pendulum. Let's see. Podcast yeah. list is Mel's got a pendulum. This is like oh. <laughs> This is why you need to check out the archive Twitch stream, twitch.tv forward slash the MOS network. Check it out. Alright. I, so we'll... I think you guys can see that okay. We so can, what yep. would you like to be? Yes? Uh, you choose, Lawrence. What 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 would I like to be? Yes. And oh no no no, this is them saying it, not you guys. Oh. And what would you like to be? No. Look at that! Right. That's amazing. So, this isn't one of my guides. This is someone else. And welcome. Um, so, just a couple of quick questions. Do you like AEW? Oh, that's a very hard. That is a hard no. Wow. Are you a WWE fan? uh this is not a no this is saying oh, it's left and right yeah it's basically saying kind of not not at the moment but you don't dislike them it's okay correct? wow i wonder who this is um okay let's reset let's go back to the center and reset please thank you all right so are you a wrestling fan Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, did you like WCW? Oh, there we go. Okay. You're WCW. Big WCW fan. Yes. Where you uh um Fillet. Trying... <laughs> Yeah, were you fran a fan of NWO? Uh Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh hang on. No, like not, Goldberg. No, not a Goldberg. Not fan. Like Goldberg. Hollywood Hulk Hogan? strong yes <laughs> wow Woo! oh wow very strong yes okay all right let's calm down too oh, sweet is it is it the ultimate warrior <laughs> is it ultimate <laughs> no it's going to no <laughs> oh no <laughs> wow definitely not the ultimate warrior lee guarantee <laughs> no. you don't get this on any other wrestling show <laughs> all right so are you ready for our talk today about the uh Three faces of Mick Foley and Finn Balor, or is it Finn Balor or Finn Balor? I always get his name. Balor, Balor, Balor. Yeah. I thought, so. yeah. All right, you're ready for your pump. All right. Um, so for everyone watching everything, because I know you're taking their energy right now, go ahead and give us a big giant circle to take us out. A big, 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 hard, fast one. amazing okay. it's spinning wow. as well podcast listeners it's spinning. that's amazing <laughs> all right thank you love that thank you thank you mel thank like you whoever NWA that was thank you mel. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, when you're NWLO, you're NWA for life and afterlife. And afterlife. And NWA for afterlife. That's a T-shirt for Crimson Mel's uh, podcast, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So there That's we go. I you guys would like that. Should we give the update on the other thing quick before we talk about? Some... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here we go, We've guys. already uh, cats have already been a topic. We're going to continue that right now. News. Right. <laughs> so Mel and Lee have both asked about Grotbacks. I'm sure all you podcast listeners are out there and everyone's watching thinking, what's happening with Grotbacks? So basically, I bought him home Wednesday night. Uh, and uh, basically, it was really weird. He was all chilled out in the vet, all sitting there. And my goodness, that cat, when I got him in, he's in sort of a big dog kennel thing at the moment in, in the house, in the room next door to me. When I got him home, he purred his head off. He was so excited to be home. Like, you won't believe it. From a cat that used to be a shadow at the Mel, watched the game streams. And I'd be like, oh, that cat's back again. He'd leg it out. <laughs> right. He's, he, he literally purrs his head off. He's, he's actually loves me to bits. Um, but we do need to get this cream in his eye or else he will go blind. So it's very hard. And the reason why I was running a bit late tonight, Lee, is the Cat Protection League. We've got this charity mm. here, Mel, called the Cat Protection League. It's amazing. They do all this work on the cats for free. It's incredible. They sent a guy around to our house. And so he taught me how to put uh, cat eye drops into a cat's eye. Like, it's that is am- amazing. It's amazing. It? It's, and so we're just trying to get, basically got to put these drops into his eyes to make him better. And then hopefully, I think, I think to be honest, realistically, he's probably going to lose one eye because it's it's really bad but yeah. hopefully if we can save that other eye i really hope we can um he will uh he will it'll be all right and then he's just got to integrate with bonnie and jovi but if he doesn't integrate with our cats he is going to be an amazing cat for him he's so friendly he's amazing but there's those five percent of the time he does lash out and if you look on my hand pocket i can't see there you go oh that's, yeah you there's some grot uh... bags he does attack me sometimes if, I, if I've got food in my hand and stuff. He's desperate for it. He's obviously, he's, he's like a bit of feral, wants his food. He's fought his whole life for food, hasn't he? So uh, if you show an animal kindness, kindness, they repay you. They do. You do. And like Mal. months ago, Mal, you pulled a card for me and said I was connected to nature. Yeah. And it's, there you go. Um, well, there you I go. I can't remember it? what card that was, but yeah. It's an Mal- angry cat is now a happy cat and is with you, Lawrence. And I've fed foxes and I had Dr. Flopson. My life is just dominated by always. It's really weird. Animals just follow me everywhere. It's mad. I had a fox that followed me around gardens that I fed by hand. Right. <laughs> no one does that. <laughs> I got a selfie. He just came up behind me and took the cake from me in a selfie. Like, it's mad. Animals love me. So maybe I should have been in the Legion of Doom to take it back to wrestling. But that's the Grotbags news <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> Drop back to news is done. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw Gruff. Thank you for sending me that. Yes, Gruff and Caroline are helping as well because Caroline works for Cat Protection League. Have you got any leagues over there, Mel, that help with cats? Uh, there's a couple, but it's not for free. Oh. Wow. that's you know. I mean, well, okay. I, I let me say this: the bigger ones usually depending on the situation they'll help out with no uh, no charge they'll get a grant or something from uh, the government the smaller places they might charge a little something because you know they're smaller they're yeah. independent uh one place in particular actually it's called pet harbor it is a no-kill shelter oh wow and they will take in cats dogs and 
you know, if they can't find a home, then that's their home and they make sure they live out their life is best as possible. Oh, wow. So. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Animals are great. That's amazing. Hey, yeah, it's amazing. We oh, yeah. so good. Positive energy. But there we go. Hopefully, uh, we'll have more news on Grotbags next week and all the other good stuff. So there we go. Is it time to talk about wrestling, guys? I think it is. It's twenty stuff. past eight already, oh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. No wrestling has been discussed other than uh, the person that uh, Mel was channeling there and communicating with. Uh, not a big fan of AEW at all. Is okay with WWE, but I really love some old school WCW and some Hollywood Hogan. There you <laughs> there we go. And afterlife. And afterlife, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so let's go. Then we're starting off, Mel, with the man. Uh, Mick Foley and Lee is going to now read what his WWE website blurb is about the many faces of Mick Foley. So today he goes by the name on his birth certificate, but Mrs. Foley's baby boy became one of WWE's most unlikely success stories under the guise of three distinct personas, the unpredictable Cactus Jack, the demented hippie known as Dude Love, and everyone's favorite mental patient, Mankind. These three faces of Foley were dangerously unique, but all shared a common trait, a willingness to always go one step too far. And of course, those are three faces of Foley, but there was also Mick Foley himself in WWE. So it's technically the four faces. Uh, so four distinct personalities behind uh, the Mick Foley character, persona, psyche, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that, that's his WWE blurb. That's what they're telling us about it. Mel, fill us in. Um, I, I'm guessing, and again, this from an outsider's perspective, it's multiple personalities, split personalities. Mm -hmm. um, multiple personalities, also known as disassociative identity disorder. And Ooh. sometimes people get it mixed up with schizophrenia. So just real quick, here's the difference. With schizophrenia, you hear voices and you might see things and they tell you stuff, you know, if you hear someone saying burn the house down don't burn the house down don't do that but the schizophrenia you hear and you see with did dissociative identity disorder you become a whole other personality a whole different person and when i say different i mean different to the point where your base persona whatever that is is usually unaware of the others mm. and um as you know, I like bringing up a couple of uh, examples of this. And one of them, and this is from your neck of the woods, Kim Noble. This is from the 1960s. And Kim Noble was a woman who was unfortunately abused physically and emotionally when she was younger. And they believe this is what created the split personalities. Because a lot of times these personalities come out to protect you it's a protection mm. thing and um kim noble she would have blackouts and that's what happens if another personality takes over you have blackouts and you might faint you'll have missing time and what happened with her was she was a driver for whomever it doesn't matter she was just a driver and she would run people over oh and she didn't even no, she did that. She would run people over and she, this is going to be crazy, but she joined the pedophile ring. Yes. Wow. And, um, and she uh, didn't know. She didn't know. 
she did not know and she set someone's house on fire as well mm. it wasn't until a little bit later that they found out she was schizophrenic i mean there was even an episode where she tried to kill herself with uh, uh ODing on drugs right oh my gosh. um uh, in 1995 is when they found out she had schizophrenia. I'm uh, not schizophrenia. Sorry. Uh, uh, dissociative identity disorder. Right. 1995. Right. I mean, and it turns out she has over 100 different personalities. Really? Oh, my God. But well, what's the difference between then? What was the so how do they not know that that's like a possession thing that like you mentioned in the uh, previous? Well, I'll get to that in a second. No, right. Ooh. Okay. It's a bit like that film Split. Yeah, well, uh, actually, um, uh, the story of, oh, I can't think of his name, but a person who had multiple personality disorders was the one who kind of made Split happen. It's right. It was partially inspired by his story. Right. I think there's a uh, new doc documentary on Netflix about this as well. Someone else who had it. So I might check that out and find out for the next show. <laughs> Um, so with, uh, Kim, no one, none of the personalities, none of them knew about each other, right. which is even nuttier. Um, but some of them are Patricia, uh, Patricia, who was, she was kind of the mother figure. She was calm, nurturing. She was confident. Then there's Julie, right? She, she claimed to be a spirit of water. She was very sadistic and she was the troublemaker. Then there was Judy. She was 15 years old. And she was obese. Right. Uh, um, and then there's Rebecca. That was the one who was suicidal. And um, there was Rhea, who was a painter. And then there's Ken. Ken was a male and a right. playboy. Right. You know, and um, a good show about this would actually be the United States of Tara. It used to come on Showtime in the States. And it talks about, uh, it stars Tony Collette. And it talks about, different personalities and everything it's a really good show and it gives a very good look onto what goes on with it and um like a personality of kim actually had a kid and this is where it gets like even trippier so she didn't know she had a kid but she had a kid and child yeah. protective services got involved and they took the kid away well kim got her kid back and she got her back because two of her personalities happened to be lawyers. <laughs> and they wow. argued the case and actually won. Wow. How um, weird is that? Nice. I mean, so uh, she was also on Oprah and uh, Patricia, that personality was the one doing the Oprah interview. And uh, she wrote a book uh, in 2012 called All of Me, How I Learned to Live with the Many Personalities Sharing My Body. Um, so definitely worth the read. Very interesting. And switching it back around to wrestling and Mick Foley, the personalities that he has, we have to look at it coming about like protection. And I say it's like protection because I remember a match when I was doing my research and I was re-looking at his matches. I, I'm not sure if it was, I think it was with Austin. This was around the time Austin was getting huge and yeah. Nick came over from uh, WCW and um, he was Cactus Jack at this time. Yeah. And the crowd weren't behind him. They, 
they were actually leaving and Finkel, you know, you know what it was, he wasn't fighting Austin. He wasn't wrestling Austin. It was someone else, but Finkel, uh, the announcer, he said, because the crowd was leaving, he said, Oh yeah. Stone cold, Steve Austin, blah, blah, blah. is going to be here. And the crowd's like, yeah, yeah. And they came back and Mick saw this and it actually hurt him on a, on a level. And he said that, um, I, I want to say the following Raw, he um, he was cutting a promo as Cactus Jack, and he said something along the lines of, you guys don't deserve Cactus Jack. You don't deserve me. You don't like me. Right. And it was like he was hurt. And in real life, he actually was hurt. And then mankind comes. Mm. And it's almost like he retreated to protect his ego, to protect himself from the hostilities of people disliking him and him being a good guy. And it's like, why, why, well, you know, I'm, I'm for the people. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't see it that way. And then of course, here comes mankind, a representative of just everything wrong <laughs> with society, just in that, that infant state of, I don't really know any better I have no fear. I'm just going to do any and everything I want yeah. and, you know, hurt me or not, whatever, you know, and that, that persona, if you look at it from a deeper level, it's actually quite disturbing, but also sad at the same time. Yeah. Because it is, you force this guy to turn into an infant and just, no, no better, friendless, scary, and pretty violent. Yeah. And his friend, and and of course, this is where it gets even crazier because he was schizophrenic with Mr. Sacco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, like, yeah. Oh my God. You see, so he had his own mental issues as well. Even within the, even within, within. one of the characters that he'd already chosen, he still yeah, needed and, to project onto another within that and, and wow that's something that actually happens with people who have like i said when i was naming i mean the the there's a rebecca from kim noble she's suicidal like what how are you suicidal yeah, yeah. You know? i mean it's something to think about it's quite scary that's that is um that is deep isn't it it is <laughs> it really is deep it's um what i quite like about foley though is it's very much his i suppose mankind was the that's was kind of a fed creation wasn't it really but then yeah foley's made them all his own in a way and leaning yeah. more into this multiple personality situation and mm. i think him as a person can can very easily lose himself in the characters yeah um, i mean whether or not the gimmick itself is real obviously there's the the gray area there you know there is mick foley the person and then there's the three faces of foley which are characters but i think mick foley the man can very easily slip into i think if i remember reading in some of his books he needs to psych himself you know he needs to be alone for a little while if he's going to be cactus jack or if he's going to be uh mankind to get himself into these personalities and and he'll interact with people as those characters instead of mick foley the man and and that's that's really interesting i think yeah, he well, even I, said that on that nick gage match when he was commentating this weekend he used to take a few had to take a few blows to get back into that state he was he, yeah. he would turn him back it would turn him into cactus jack and the, the hardcore when he was becoming mick foley I, th I think he even said he slept in a boiler room or wow. he was isolated somewhere by himself 
mm. and just away from everyone to get that going. And I mean, that will certainly do it when you isolate yourself like that and you go into your into yourself, self, you know, and I do think he created on a minor level, a different personality yeah. completely. Um, because and then Mick Foley, uh, yeah, Mick Foley is different to mankind. Mankind is different to Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack is different to Dude Love, mm. and it, it's almost a look at here's Cactus Jack. I'm a bit of a rebel, still a good guy, and you know the bang bang and all of that. It's like okay, and Dude Love. Uh, I don't know what was up with Dude mm-hmm. Love. Someone tell <laughs> you tell me. But, you know, here's this hippie guy and peace, love, man. You know, let's get along and while I punch you in the face, but we can still get along. <laughs> and with mankind, the, have a nice day. It's it's just a, a scary outlook because it's almost a reflection of humanity with mankind. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I know that might be getting too deep, but it it, honestly it is. And sometimes with multiple personalities, it's not necessarily I mean, yes, it's a defense mechanism, but it's also a reflection of what we've experienced and what we see because you you, you, because it's survival. And in order to survive, you have to become and adapt to that environment. And if you the base, you can't then that personality will and mankind is that survival that that adapting and doing what needs to be done at its barest at at no other layers while he speaks to a sock when, <laughs> when he won the when he won the belt was he was he Mick Foley he was Mick Foley at that point yeah but still kind of dressed like mankind uh well and- he he was he was kind of, well, he was the the kind of the lovable version of mankind who wore right. the sweatpants and the the ragged shirt rather than the kind of schizophrenic mankind that would rip his hair out and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. It was that mankind persona was a bit more like uh, Mick Foley in real life. They 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 kind of when he went face they they kind of eased his character up a little bit. Sefi says he created um, Dude Love when he was a teen. That's right, yeah, because uh, they had their own backyard wrestling federation and, and Mick Foley wanted to do a character because back in the day he was a lot slimmer and he was, you know, a bit more handsome and, and, and yeah, he wasn't the sort of like the chunky guy with missing teeth and half an ear missing. He uh, he considered himself almost like a Shawn Michaels character. So he wow. created this guy called Dude Love. And it's, uh, do you remember the old video of him jumping off the top of the house and crashing yeah, yeah. through the table? He was Dude Love in, in that video. Um and uh, when he, he relayed that story on, on TV, they created the Dude Love character and, and the WWE version of Dude Love was a lot more uh, of a, almost a parody version of... Uh, yeah, heightened, heightened. Yeah, yeah, dude, you know, all right, everybody love, yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah, really interesting. So many, so many levels to Mick Foley. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing. Would mankind have come out if the crowd was more receptive of Cactus Jack McFoley, would he have needed to retreat back into himself and let this monster out? 
or mm-hmm. would he have still been Cactus Jack? You know, would mankind exist if he wasn't hurt? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Just the what ifs. But on the same it. front, though, on the same front, he would call on Cactus Jack when it would get. I remember it, you go against you won't go against Mick Foley Triple H you'll go against Cactus Jack and then K- Triple H shit himself because yeah. it was like super hardcore situation so it was the same thing wasn't he to, to change himself into Cactus Jack to go against Triple H for to yeah. try and be even more of a warrior or I don't know what, what... yeah well I, I I guess with Cactus Jack he's more aware and more in control whereas mankind you know it's oh, <laughs> oh, sweet Pete! What are you doing? You're just turning. There's a A cat podcast listener, Sweet Pete, is turning around, rubbing his her, her, uh, rubbing her butt on Mel. Don't sit right. back, Mel, because you'll squish her. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, don't worry. She has a lot of room. She's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, with with Cactus Jack, I believe it's more control. So it's almost like looking at a berserker versus a finely tuned warrior. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna fight a berserker, like it's gonna be a hard, nasty fight, but you can win because they're not in control. They're just doing whatever. Versus someone who is a warrior, finely tuned, know what they're doing. It's a different story, mm. you know. So. I think that's a way of looking at it and and Cactus Jack Mick Foley going into that persona is like no I mean business I'm staying aware this isn't just going to be me you know doing crazy high risk stunts and all that no I can actually wrestle now yeah yeah he, he swapped it around in TNA didn't he as well he wasn't just Mick Foley there he changed to catch Jack against Sting didn't he did he in a in a, oh, in a cage match at one of the Bound for Glories? I'm sure, and, uh, and he beat Sting. Let oh, me what have about all that I mean, abyss I'm... stuff as well. He done there's a monster. Oh, he ball. did a lot of stuff with abyss. Yeah. Um, Do you ever watch yeah. much TNA, Mel? I used to, but you know what turned me off of TNA? Hulk Hogan. The 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 ring actually. I couldn't mm. get behind it. It was something about it. It was just the six sides. Yeah, it just bugged me. It was like why uh, it's interesting that it was interesting but it just kind of turned me on i couldn't get i couldn't get as deep into it as i wanted to and um and then i got annoyed with dixie as well yeah she <laughs> I, did try and put herself I, on I, tv i i think it was better when jeff jared had full control and all that dixie kind of i don't know she should have just been a pretty face pop up every now and then and then leave Oh, is that sexist? Oh, gosh. Oh, no, no. No. <laughs> it was Dixie's birthday not too long ago, so we always like to give her a bit of a shout-out on the show. Yeah. Uh, what a woman. She's a woman. <laughs> um, so, now, what's interesting, too, with Mick Foley is he's aware of his personas. Yeah. And, mm. like I said, usually you're not aware of that. You, you just black out and you come to... The fact that he is aware of it and he actually has control over the personas might make you think, well, maybe you're not schizo. Maybe maybe it's you just putting on an act and this is just your psych up game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is very, very rare to um, to be aware of them. Uh, 
and I'm going to bring you another case. This isn't someone who was aware, but um, this one was really sad. Um, William Stanley Milligan. Right. So this is back in 1977. And unfortunately, three college girls were raped and cops cops were perplexed by this case because they thought it was more than one person. Uh, one victim said the person had a German accent and another said, no, he was all American and he was a nice guy or at least he seemed like it. And then another one said, no, it was someone weird. He was he threw a, a temper tantrum like a three year old girl. Right. And it was the personalities of William. And it said that he had 24 personalities in total. Wow. Um, uh, uh, gosh, this name. Adalama was a 19-year-old, this personalities, this one was a 19-year-old lesbian in Helm. And he was a guy. Wow. And he was a guy. And, um, and this is, you should definitely look him up because he's in history. Uh, 1978. Uh, William became the first person in history, well, U.S. history, to be found not guilty by reason of insanity. And he was housed in an institution for about 10 years. And then he was released when doctors said that all the personalities combined back into one. Mm -hmm. And I say that because it's possible for the personalities to become one full being. And did we ever see that with Mick Foley, where all of his personalities just went back to Foley? I would say wow. when he's Foley, isn't it? Well, no, 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 because you will still exhibit a little bit from the personalities that you take on. So Mick Foley being this is where it gets confusing, but Mick Foley, of course, being <laughs> the, the base canvas. And then, of course, you have Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. Now, they could just have vanished. They could have just disappeared, but they're still there, and they could come out at any time. Whereas if they all melded back into one, they would never come out again because it is now a new full personality of Mick Foley. It's just all one, and he might exhibit some traits of the other three personalities yeah so has, has he done that as mick foley i don't think maybe i don't think so mm, that's that's going to need a lot more investigation it's almost like you need to go back and look through each step of his career and, yeah. and analyze it isn't it that that's a that's a really big question yeah so um so to finish up with william he is the person who inspired M. Night Shyamalan movie Split. Right. Wow. So, he was cool with him in that film, was he? Oh, cool with him um, One of them was called Patricia Mel. That that, hey, that the lady. Been he was from, a man, um, and he the the motherly figure in that film was called Patricia. Yeah, that was probably from uh, Kim Noble. Hmm. Wow. But uh, uh, yeah, Sefi made the point. There's Abyss is another one. Chris and Joseph Park and Abyss. Okay. Uh, I mean, Agris, uh, Agris, uh, Abyss is a good, uh, a great performer, but I feel a lot of his, a lot of the elements of his character came from Mankind, Kane. You know, but that he had kind the split of, uh, thing, era. didn't he? He had the uh, did. Chris Park and Joseph Park, and then Abyss. That was two different people. He played it like, well, he changed, changed between the two, didn't he? At the time. He did. He Arguably, did. I was thinking as well. What about Sting? 
Would he not have that as a surface thing and the no. crow sting? No, I, I think that's just him changing with eras. It's not because we don't see really a personality from him. And he's been crow sting for majority of his career now. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I think that's just... Joker sting? Well... How long was that around? Though? That was it took <laughs> ten minutes, six weeks. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I don't think Sting would would be. Um, I, I don't think he has did. Um, the the next closest person I could think of. Uh, yeah, let's see how many folks remember this guy, Heidenreich. Oh yeah, oh. but Heidenreich would be more so schizophrenia and. Man, I hate what they did to him. Like he came out, he was really scary, and it's like I didn't write, I didn't write. You know, he was he was scary. Helm Paul Heyman, and yeah, he seemed like he had schizophrenia. And then, of course, they made him goofy. And will you be my friend? Put, put him in the Legion of Doom. <laughs> yes, they did for a little Didn't while. They? Yeah, an animal hated it. I think. Yeah. So I, surprised. I, um. I, I don't like what they did to hide and write, but he's one of the next people I could think of. And um, it's not too many because it's hard pulling off different personalities. I mean, yes, of course, wrestlers have a heel turn where they're, they'll yeah. get darker and everything. But even then, they still have some of their personality. I mean, we'll use Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. And he was still Hulk Hogan, just a bit meaner and gruffer. And, mm. you know, but it, it felt like it was still him, whereas yeah. Mick Foley turning into a mankind, no, it felt like a different entity. Yeah, yeah. And I say entity because there are cases where demonic possession get confused with split personality. And it's it's very, very difficult at times to figure out what is what. Um. I will say this because usually when people hear possession, they immediately think demon and it's not that simple. Um, Demon, a demon is not going to possess you. It's very, very, very rare. What possesses you chances are is a human spirit who is bored and they weren't very nice in life. So why would they, why would they be nice in death? And with Mick Foley, he doesn't show any signs of possession. Yeah. None at all. But he, he just has a split personality. Um, when someone is possessed, there is a slight amount of supernatural abilities. Um, a one case, I'm actually going to have to go to my notes. Her name is Julia, I want to say. Yeah, here it is. Julia. So this is back in 2008. And again, love giving you guys little stories like this. But back in 2008, uh, Richard Gallagher, he's a psychiatrist and he had a patient. They only they only named her as Julia to protect her. And she was said to be possessed. At first, they thought, no, it's just split personality and all that until they were talking to her and trying to get information. And I believe she is one of the only people 
in the world that's actually diagnosed with possession by the medical field. Really? And they said that her voice would change and she would become it would become masculine and she was speaking languages she had no clue about. Uh, she would have slight levitation. Uh, don't think the exorcist was levitating off the bench. <laughs> no, very, very slight. All right. Uh, don't think Ghostbusters either. There is no data, only <laughs> tool. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she she would have slight levitation, and she and this is something that a lot of people who become possessed by spirits they like to do. She would have knowledge, personal knowledge of the staff, and they would she would say some dirty little secrets like you cheated on your husband last night with Biff, oh and you know it's like oh. You can't know that. How do you know? You know, frightening stuff. And um, they also did a no-no because, again, people and for Julia, yeah, chances are it's something beyond a human spirit that's in her. But they did a no-no. They called the priest in to exercise her. Right. So this might be controversial. And I'm, I don't want to insult anyone's belief or anything like that. But if you're dealing with spirits if you're dealing with things that are quote-unquote demonic or something like a wendigo or orakuro you do not call in a catholic priest it's just gonna make it worse because that's just it's not their field of expertise and it's too limited in their scope they think everything is a demon yeah and by the grace of god you're you're we're going to clean you and it doesn't work that way you want to call in someone who actually works with demons all right you want a cultist who actually work with these beings knows understands and has some power you you, you don't want to you're literally fighting fire with fire if you call in a priest and it's not going to extinguish it's just going to and that's yeah. kind of what happened um, when they called in the priest didn't help. <laughs> it just made things worse to where the entity in control of Julia straight up said that was unpleasant. Don't do it again or <laughs> I will make you all suffer. Really? They didn't do it again. That's fine. So, <laughs> yeah, don't call in a priest. Call someone else. Uh, uh, if it's a human, then OK, maybe you could call in a priest, but something beyond. No, don't do that. Um, if she was and- clinically diagnosed with possession, Mel, how did they, what was the levitation then? How far, what was the levitation? Okay, well, well, evidently high enough. I mean, like, <laughs> look, okay, let's say you're a doctor, you're, you're, you're dealing with your patient, you walk in and you just see her up for a second and then back down. Right. What would you say to that? Would you really need to see her go 10, 15 feet or is a few inches enough to like, all right, I saw that, you know? I'd have to speak to Peter Pinkman about it because he knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, yeah, no, you, if someone was hanging like that, you would say, well, she levit- you'd have to say she levitated, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's how you have to look at it. It's not like, oh, well, you know, come on. That's not real love. You just jump. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So, um, but with uh, McFoley again, we don't see that. We he's one of the few, well, not the few, but 
he he showed no signs of supernatural abilities or anything like that and he was just crazy it was crazy yeah. across <laughs> across the board he was crazy though across wasn't he? The yeah, yeah yeah across the board I, all of them and i think that's what makes him so brilliant too though because he is just a man and he he created these personas after being hurt if we look into it mm. and it is to protect himself and then when he became loved we see that reflection on his character as well we see mankind become a little lighter we see dude love come out what was that night where all every persona came out like i don't know if the they rumble, fired it? yeah he did a raw rumble with all rumble? three faces of foley yeah. yeah yeah okay and and it was he was loved and you could tell it was exciting and it was like whoa this is reflecting off of him mm. versus when mankind first came he was darker he was a brood yeah he didn't wow. really mankind wasn't paranormal was he at all no not at all no, he was, was just uh, they tried to make him scary against he, yeah. the undertaker uh, be because that was the essence he went back into yeah it, it was that just bareness of you guys don't like me this is how you see me you see me as nothing you see me as just mucus so that's what i'm going to become look yeah, at me yeah. i'm the monster that you you so much think i am and hell in a cell he was mankind wasn't he but uh, yes but jim yeah, ross was like he's mick foley god damn it you know trying to protect him and, <laughs> you know yeah so very cool with with uh mick and the three faces he's one of those great you just see you've interviewed him lee haven't you yeah interviewed was he him a nice guy a, a extremely nice guy um i reckon he'd uh, make yeah. you a cup of tea if you went in the garden in his house or any work <laughs> definitely he, he definitely i mean i think this is um you know there are looking at the the real guy himself rather than any of the characters involved he's a genuinely a nice guy uh you know back in the early days he wanted to do all the crazy hardcore stuff to get attention because you know, he wasn't the most attractive looking guy, didn't have the chiseled body like a Hulk Hogan or an Ultimate Warrior or anything like that. So he had to do something a little bit different. So he started with all the hardcore stuff to get attention that way. But in real life now, he's, you know, he writes children's books and he loves Christmas and, you know, does a lot for charities and, and um, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's that's the the real guy these days. He's not the guy who wants to you know rip his hair out and die through glass and things like that he's um yeah he's very normal happy guy nice he seems so, like a nice guy i think when he was at the gcw at the weekend he did seem quite emotional when they gave him such a great reception so it does mean a lot to him doesn't he all the, the what he got through wrestling i mean he's great he seemed, does seem like a really nice man yeah absolutely gotta mm. love big photo so, so there we go. Nice one, what, Mel. Uh, that was that was interesting, Mel. Not the direction I was thinking it was going to go in, but yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah. Enjoyed that one. Shall we come back after a few messages and then go to the next? Uh, well, before the messages, I have Ooh. to give you a score. Oh yeah, oh, yeah of to... course. We didn't do the score, of course. So how um, close, Mel? Did they get it? If uh, we're so we're looking at the WWE making us believe that Mick Foley has multiple personalities. They're all very different from each other. Um, how close were WWE to getting it right if that happened in real life? Out of 10. <laughs> Out of 10. Well, this is a tough one because some of the things are pretty rare. Him aware of the personalities and being able to switch it on and off. 
but from that point of view, how different they are, what he does, I would have to give it a eight. Wow. Eight out of ten. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I think is that the joint highest? Or yeah, do we have a nine. Bray. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Mick yeah. Foley scores quite high. We like that. Yeah. Very so good. I would have to give it eight out of ten. Eight. There we go. Thank awesome. you very much, Mel. That is uh that is Mick Foley, the faces of Foley. And Mel has uh, given us some insight there. Uh, Lawrence, we're going to take a quick, uh, quick break. break and then we're going to come back with the Demon King, Finn Balor. Yeah. Again, is it something similar? Is it something totally different? We have to find out right after Excited. this break. Of Mel. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Hello, this is Mick Foley, the hardcore legend, and you are tuned into the Ministry of Slam. Hey guys, Lawrence here. Thank you very much for checking out the show. Here are some great ways you can help support the Ministry of Slam and the MOS Network. Wrestling is awesome again, as we all know, and lots of people are rediscovering their love for wrestling. If you speak to someone or find someone who's rediscovering their love for wrestling, make sure you tell them about the Ministry of Slam and the MOS Network. We're getting loads of people coming back to our community, and we want to welcome more and more people back to this awesome community that we're all part of. Remember, the show goes live every single week and we want to keep growing the MOS army it's great being back Lee and me love being here doing the show creating all this great content and connecting with all you guys and this great awesome community we've got called the MOS army remember the podcast goes live the next day after the live show on Twitch and the MOS classic goes live every Friday where you can find out what happened in wrestling 12 years ago this very week lots of other content going live on the show like the unexplained side of the slam and wrestling watch longs keep up dead come and join our discord keep checking out all that good stuff and remember please help spread the word of the mos network let's try and grow this community as much as possible guys wrestling is awesome again we are loving being back much love thank you for checking out the show positive vibes to you all glorious times wrestling wins we're back guys we're back we are back and uh if you're just tuning in check out the first half of the show where we talk about or mel more more or less talks about uh mick foley and his uh, his different personalities the faces of foley and uh the inspiration that he must have got behind them and how it compares with reality listen back to that right now we are going to be looking at part two uh, which is on finn balor now uh wwe's blurb on finn balor meet Finn Balor, athletic, charismatic, occasionally demonic, and a bona fide worldwide sensation. The combination of his quiet, accurate precision and his periodic transformation into the terrifying demon made Balor one of the hottest WWE commodities in more than a decade. Uh, so it came as little surprise when he was the first NXT graduate to be taken in the 2016 WWE brand extension draft, going fifth overall to Raw. Uh, but yeah, they've uh, they, they've called it a periodic transformation, whether or not that plays into, uh, and they call him the demon as well, whether or not that plays into Mel's uh, description and, and uh, you know, how this plays into real life. We shall see very shortly. Mel, fire away. Talk to us about the Demon King, Finn Balor. Okay, so 
with Finn Balor, we have to actually look at his name first because his name has meanings. Uh, Balor is a supernatural entity. Uh, it was a giant and he would destroy lands and kings and he was not a good guy. Uh, he was the leader of the four, uh, former, for, oh gosh, this name. Someone who's Irish, help me out here. Uh, for Morian, there we go. For oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, how you And um, yeah, so Balor, he was a nasty giant, very, very nasty. And he was actually killed by Lug. Uh, Lug was Tuatha de Dane. Again, someone who's Irish, help me out with these <laughs> names here. Um, but the Tuatha, we'll just say Tuatha for short, they were a tribe of gods and they would watch out for mankind. Right. And uh, Balor, the deity, is similar to a cyclops. He had one eye and and he was able to shoot. Well, Cyclops can't shoot beams from unless it's the X-Men Cyclops. But yeah. Cyclops, of course, traditionally can't shoot beams from their eyes. But this deity did. And he was a demon. He was just nasty. Now, Finn, the first name comes from Fionn MacCumhail. And he was a good guy. Legend. And he slayed uh, uh, the Tuatha demons. And he um, he went around the world. He killed a fire-breathing form rearian. I'm so sorry. I'm butchering names, guys. <laughs> this is what you can get on Unexplained Possibilities as well, me butchering stuff. <laughs> but this was a fire-breathing man, essentially. Um, and he would show up to town every year and he would just destroy it. And Fionn McCumhell uh, would slay him. It's like, no, I'm going to show it, show you how it's done. This is how you kill this moron. And um, Fionn, uh, Fionn, actually, he created the Island of Man. He threw a chunk of Ireland. <laughs> like, he literally picked up part of Ireland and threw it into the water. Well, he was trying to hit someone and he missed and he uh, <laughs> landed in the water and it created the Isle of Man. Wow. Wow. I uh, did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, he's not dead either. Uh, come hell. He's not dead. He's just sleeping in a cave. And when the uh, Fianna, when they blow the horn three times, he will awaken and come back ready to fight more supernatural entities. Yeah. So... I'm saying this because we have to look at Finn as two different things. Hmm. Part of film is Valor, that demon, and the other part, Fionn McCumhell, the hero. Right. Wow. Oh, wow. That's good. So, Wait, question. Did he name yeah. it himself or did the Fed name him? Uh, I think the Fed named him because he was he was uh, Prince uh, Prince Devitt, wasn't he in in New Japan? And yeah. I think he was he still had that same name even though he was uh, the 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 demon at the time. He still kept the same name when he he painted himself up. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah WWE came up with the Finn Balor name. Oh, wow. and it, it's a good name, but it you you have to access so the the base Finn. 
is he supposed to be um a come hell is that supposed to be him and the demon of course is supposed to be valor that's you know no escaping that yeah but if finn in his base form if that's not mccumhill uh come hell then that means he would have another entity inside of him if he has entities inside of him to begin with. Right. Mm. Now, this is where I'm going with that. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure there actually is a demon. Really? Because of how he's portrayed and from my analysis and watching, yeah, he has split personality. Well, oh my God. The same as okay. Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I say he has split personality because he hasn't ever exhibited supernatural ability. I mean, yes, we can argue the Roman Reigns fight, which happened recently, but all he did was have a seizure. And <laughs> the lights went red, Mel. The lights went red. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I, yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's not enough because look at wrestlers like Undertaker, where he would teleport in and out, yeah, rise yeah, yeah. from the grave. It was no stopping him. Kane, mm. just uh, boom, the fire and everything, pulling the 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 door off the cell. Yeah, ah. yeah. yeah. Um, of of course, most recently, um, the fiend yeah. and him. <laughs> gosh, the the mind warp he gave John Cena. Um, you know, just looking at it. I can't say Finn is actually supernatural. The, the thing I, is with I, Finn, he very he squares up to him, doesn't he? He'll get in trouble and then he'll turn into the demon. Like it's not it's not a paranormal thing. Sometimes these like you like say just goes black and they just appear or they shoot lightning or they do these things. He will just square up to people. Like, I'm in trouble. I now need to yeah, be a demon. And and remember what I said earlier. Usually personalities come out uh, because it's to protect you. It's a defensive thing. Right. And you adapt. If you can't handle this, then something else will. Yeah. And when the demon emerges, does he get stronger? Does he get faster? Does his moves change? Is he more brutal? Um, you know, he can take a bit more of a beating, can't he? Yeah. I, I don't think it's massive, though, is it? It's He still does the same moves. He's still he's got the same music. Um uh, yeah, he can technically. I suppose he's got a little bit more power, or or, or what have you. Yeah, he's a little Intestinal bit more resilient. fortitude. There you go. That's <laughs> that's a good wrestling term. <laughs> and that can actually be explained because when you go into a different persona, and this is mind over matter. Scary how powerful the mind is. Mm. If you see yourself and feel that you are stronger, faster, you can take a hit then that's what you will be in this other persona. Yeah. And I think that's what is being exhibited. I don't think it's him having a deity within him. I think it's him turning into this deity. That's his namesake. But that's about it. It's nothing in him. It's in his head. Yeah. Uh, wow. Really? I'm surprised. I thought it would be that he is a more positive version of Bray. That's what yeah, I thought. I that's I, that's the path I thought we were going with the demon and demonic and all this sort of things that they said. 
but yeah so and but this is why i'm happy we started off with mick foley mm. <laughs> um because it gets you thinking and and you're really gonna now you're gonna go back pay attention and look at it. it's like huh and you're gonna see what i see where he he's not becoming someone else and he's aware of it so this is where we get into possession again so yeah. you have two types of possession you have um possession where you, you don't want this to happen yeah and something forcibly takes over you um but it's never instant when possession occurs uh forced possession anyway when it occurs it's gradual yeah you're you're never fully overcome right away it's gradual and it might be ideas put in you feelings etc cetera, etc cetera. that's why they have the four stages of possession um oppression infestation um what's it four or five or maybe it's three. Oh, good lord i'm confusing <laughs> myself now but ultimately it ends in possession but you have to be broken down first yeah it it, it doesn't just happen and the other type of possession is you could call it invitational possession or open possession and this occurs mostly with rituals where you're inviting the deity in and this is usually for positive reason and i'll go to voodoo as an example when they do rituals and they want a lua to come they open themselves up they open their body to them and they will come and take over and like i told you guys with um uh with papa shango you know they do tests to see if the yeah. person is really if, if if the lua is really in them or if it's just someone pretending yeah you know yeah. hot chili peppers on the genitals yeah out yeah. um no thanks <laughs> so with finn did we see a gradual possession happen with bray we actually saw this yeah we saw a gradual change i mean it was a very long change but we saw it and with uh with with kane the devil's favorite demon we were told this we were given a story yeah um undertaker we he comes off like there's something off about him yeah it's mm -hmm. something not right that presence but with finn i don't i just don't think it's the same and it, it to me it doesn't feel the same and and it, it just it's something missing for it to be a possession and um thanks for you know let's uh let's go into the ultimate possession the possession that sparked the exorcist and this is roland doe right uh, that's not his real name uh, the church gave him that name to again protect him yeah and this happened back in the 40s and rolando was playing with a ouija board and this is where it's conflicting stories some say his aunt was in the occult and yeah. he gave him the ouija board and he um when she passed away he used it to try and contact her another story says that no he just found it and he wanted to speak to his grandmother who passed something like that yeah either way he used a ouija board and he didn't know what he was doing and he left that portal open so um i do want to say this real quick guys if you're going to use a spirit board of some sort 
you have to know who you want to contact and that's it you have to have ground rules and after you contact them you have to close out that session you have to close that portal or else it's an open door for whoever and whatever to come through very interesting you have to say no our time is up we're done you're no longer allowed here goodbye you're leave you're out have you done many email oh i don't do ouija boards <laughs> have you done it before ever nope nope really? nope however I, I will use this for a shameless plug. If you guys are interested in seeing someone use a Ouija board, definitely check out Unexplained Possibilities. Uh, Yapping at Midnight with Bonnie. She brought out her Ouija board and she was using it. And um, a couple of things came through. Have so. you ever used one, Lee? I've never used one. I've always been too scared to do it. After you, you know, you, you've, I never find anyone who's, uh, until I met Mel, um, no one who's ever had any actual intel on, you know, you're either here, oh, it's a load of rubbish, you can mess around with it for hours and it does nothing, or, oh my God, someone I know has done one and their house burned down the day after and they've been haunted for the rest of their life. So I haven't even, you know, dabbled in it at all because I just I, you know, don't want to underestimate or overestimate or anything. Uh, don't understand it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably for them. If you don't understand it, stay away from exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Roland Doe, he messed with the Ouija board. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't close it out and something came through and this was a nasty something. And it started gradually. He would hear footsteps, lights would come on and off. And then it started to get intense. He would get scratches on his body and then words would be carved into him. And then finally, it took complete control, and he wasn't himself. He had slight levitation. He, Why is it always slight levitation, Mel? Because you still have the laws of physics to deal with. Right. And it takes a lot of energy to break or bend those laws. Right. And if you use all that energy up uh, you being a spirit yeah then you know you gotta rest that's it so you, you, that's why like levitating in the movies where you're 15 feet in the air or whatever no that's not doesn't happen but a few inches for a couple of seconds yes question why are they levitating is it just to show off just show off just so show I, off I've scare got power you. yeah you don't know, mess it, me i can off, levitate scare you and it it <laughs> creates that fear energy that they feed off of right right that's that's why that's done um so yeah slight levitation and again he would be able to know things about people that he should not have known right and speaking latin and a few other stuff you know it's just like whoa you shouldn't be able to do that and um they perform because they called in the priest of course everything they performed 30 exorcisms on him and that's another thing people think an exorcism is maybe a few hours and just by the power of christ god you know compels you yeah the power of christ compels you uh not that simple exorcisms (laughs) last a very long time sometimes days and it, it it's very very draining 
and I'll get to another example on an exorcism in a second, but um, they said that they got the entities out. Chances are got bored and left. And, you know, Roland Doe was able to have a normal life after that. Thank God. Um, so going back to Finn, again, he he just doesn't show any type of supernatural thing. And even the the look of the demon when he paints himself up and everything, a very good look. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love it. It's awesome, but it doesn't strike me as an Irish deity. It strikes me more as something, and this might be because he was in New Japan Pro, it strikes me more as something from Japanese lore. Yeah, yeah. It looks more Japanese than it does Irish to me. But again, I'm not Irish. Um, <laughs> so oh, to be I sure. Top <laughs> so, of the morning to you. Top you know. of the morning to you, Ireland. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, oh, was a shit. So, I'm glad Debs isn't watching us. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, but it reminds me more of a, of a Japanese deity with how he's painted up and yeah, yeah. how it's freaky and scary and and just not his namesake. Um, his namesake would have been painted different colors. I don't think it... Um, I don't think it would have been black, maybe some red, probably Green. a little bit of blue, white, you know, it, it would have been something else. And I, I, I think they messed up there. No, huh. it might be yeah. black because of all the Guinness. Oh, oh you went go. there. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Do you guys get those commercials over there? Uh, the Guinness commercials? No, I no like it was uh they they used to do these commercials over here for guinness beer and they would always end with yes drink a guinness brilliant and so weird <laughs> just stupid commercials but sefi says he does like japanese oni oni yes japanese um, oni japanese demon essentially right. um yeah so it doesn't look irish to me it's like uh hey buddy you're you're in the wrong part of the world mm. You know, you need he, to be like. Go back, go back huh? to the main wrestling side of things. He's one I think would be so much better outside of the Fed. I think no. you could be right. I mean, he, he said uh, recently that he's he's not going to use the demon character so much because WWE forced him to use it quite a lot and it's lost its impact. Um, so we might not be in, be seeing so much of it, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Well, I yeah, think after the last sure. last thing, that was bloody shit. It was the shit. Well, the, um, the, the whole, rope break. Uh, so yeah, what yeah. was that? That was that was just WWE being terrible, wasn't it, Mel? That was nothing yeah. to do with its uh, no, you know split personality. Had nothing to do with anything. That was all right. We're gonna cut the rope. It's gonna look good. You know, that was Vince being Vince. <laughs> Should I tell you what um, I've noticed about all these characters, all these guys we've spoke about? They seem to. Much like that interview you just said about Finn, he, he he loves the character and he's not going to do it too much, you mm. know. Um, you know, Bray obviously loved the Bray Wyatt fiend character, Mick yeah. Foley, but you know, Gangrel even, you know, not so much Papa Shango, he's kind of forced into that. But like some of the the majority of these guys absolutely hold these paranormal, slash fit personality, you know, possessed characters really mm. close to them. 
and they feel like they're in control of them or they want to control them themselves don't they um sometimes WWE pushes them into using them overusing them etc etc or or messes them up and, and you know like, like you know well no especially alexa thing wasn't a mess up because obviously of course we said maybe that possession has gone on to another person uh yeah. in you know the unexplained side of the slam situation um whether WWE was going for that but what we get from all these characters is that they're they're held so close to the actual performers or you know, yeah. you know what i mean uh, which is which is good, I think, which is a good thing. And if someone like Finn Balor could or be like this guy for, for years to come, couldn't he? Could bring this demon slash character out wherever he is um, wrestling. And I, it's quite interesting how he's not possessed. I totally thought that would be. I thought when we ended the last episode, Mel, it would be that he is a positive. Because he's never been a bad guy as the demon as such in in, in no, WWE. No. I thought he'd be a more positive possession for him, like an empowering possession for Finn Balor, the man. That's what I thought it would be. Not that he's a split personality, but like you said, he's never really shown any paranormal uh, powers. But this is where it gets even more interesting. And this, this could have been a storyline they did, but he's open Oops. meaning that he can be possessed by something and before all this mess with bray leaving or whatever what they could have done with the fiend was actually have them face off the fiend the demon and the fiend oh, actually taking over finn and he becomes an actual demon not a split personality but a supernatural being in that case mm-hmm. and they also could have had it to where because this this is what happens as well attachments form and if the fiend leaves bray yeah bray would want him back because it's an attachment it's a dependency and it's like i miss it and that's what <laughs> scary but some people say that when they have attachments i miss it I kind of miss it. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's just something about it and that attachment. But yeah, um, Finn is open to an attachment, to something taking over him, to actually becoming that demon, his namesake, Balor. Wow. And that that would have been that would have been good. It was the they, it, it was the Fiend's first match, wasn't it, against Finn Balor, the man? Yeah, just, yeah, just smashed him instantly. Yeah. And um, they they could have gone ways with that from a from a supernatural perspective, um, and the switching of entities going from one thing to another that has happened. And um, uh, uh, let's see, have you guys heard of the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's based off of. Annalise Michelle from 1973. Yeah. Annalise Michelle, unfortunately, she passed away uh, from the exorcisms and all that. They were unsuccessful. And the entities that were in her, they believe, actually came from Anna Euclid from 1943. Anna, Anna, let me go to my notes here. Anna Euclid. Oh, excuse me, 1942, not 43. Sorry about that. She was supposed to be possessed by some pretty nasty entities 
to the point where they could not exercise her. They tried and they failed. And again, she would have levitation, slight levitation. Yeah. Speak in tongues. She was afraid of religious items. Um, she was not herself. These different personalities would come out. But that's just it, though. Back in, we're looking at 1942, was it possession or was it her having split personalities? Yeah. And that could be why the possessions fail or the exorcisms failed. Now, what happened with her was she was sent to a coven, I believe, a covenant coven, one of those homes uh, within the church where she couldn't leave. Yeah. She was trapped there for 16 years, 14 years, excuse me, until she was 30. Wow. She she left the covenant when she was 30 after 14 years. Wow. And they said that the spirits up and left, but I'm not entirely sure there were spirits to begin with. What if the personalities all merged into one? Yeah. In regards to her. But then again, because of Annalise Michelle happening in 1973, it's almost like they said that the same spirits that was in Anna was in Annalise. So it, it leaves a question mark. It definitely leaves a question mark. And going back to Finn, the fiend spirit leaving Bray and entering into him, it's not unheard of. And he's he would be open to it. And he would actually be the demon. But um, for what I, it's worth, though, huh? I really wish, going back to that previous episode we done, Mel, they, they really did, even if the, the performer, uh, uh, Wyndham Rotundo, is that right? Is his name? Uh, uh, Bray White, yeah. Yeah, well, even if the performer didn't stay in the Fed somehow they could have done this with the demon uh with the with the fiend and transferred him over to someone like finn balor i mean mm. that have been it, such it, so good so good when we done that twitch stream that um the sports accelerator one mm. those guys spoke about the fiend and i said to them no because i think we just done it unexplained and i said to them about it and how it, it was good the seth rollins thing how like i think he was the, the 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 demon no the fiend uh, possession went into Seth for that moment of time I think and took over Seth when he was boshing him with the chair uh, yeah. in Hell in a Cell and they were like that's a load of shit because but they weren't they didn't understand it because they weren't listening to not that they weren't listening they just weren't part of this chat and didn't see it so but it really opens up the door to how this could have been such a great imagine that like the demon the the fiend goes into Finn, and then it creates an even uh, amalgamation of like the demon, but with the fiend in it. Oh god! You could have Finn Balor with the the face paint on in the face of like you know like the mask is. Yeah, yeah. The, for the fiend, just have that painted on there, so it's almost like his version of the fiend that's that's inside amazing. him in, in his style. They, yeah, they could have good. done a lot, but you know it is what it is. Mm. Um, but going back to finn having split personalities like and i go back to the previous question so we we know the demon yeah so where is the mccum hell where is he at is that base finn if it is he's rather weak yeah. <laughs> you know? so i think if they were if they really wanted to they could go a split personality route 
and create a, 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 a that type of face persona to a degree. And even saying that, though, because uh, McCum Hell, he wasn't all good. He was more he, he was kind of a rebel himself. Yeah. Mm. But it, it's, it would be something different. And with that, you can change up Finn's moves some. You can have him explore different ways of wrestling. You know, it, it's it, you can let him evolve a little bit. And unfortunately, I don't think they're letting him. Mm. I, I I think I I think he's he's limited. Like you said, he would probably do better away from WWE. Uh, Sefi's just said, "What if the Finn aspect is what allows him to maintain control of the demon?" Well that's just it he's aware of the demon so mm. it's it's he's already in control of it um i don't think the finn aspect does that i think it's kind of what lauren said in the beginning it's uh this is getting desperate let me change into this it's almost like going yeah. super saiyan essentially yeah, yeah. Pat, it's morphing time yeah <laughs> but doesn't give um, many powers yeah <laughs> you know it, it, that's what it's um do you mind she's like kicking me away um it's almost like he he it's it's basically digging in and it's like nope get tougher dig in push back a little harder you know it's getting that slight boost but not necessarily enough of a boost but yeah he's already in control of it you know if he weren't in control that would be interesting because that would mean that that demon would be a berserk and he would be more so kind of like a mankind where I don't care. I'm going to hurt you right. and destroy you. And that's something else that we don't see. We don't see that brutality. No, he's exactly the same pretty much. Yeah. You know, and that that's, again, why I say I think he has split personality rather than something supernatural <laughs> that's in him. Because then we, we and this is bad storytelling on uh, WWE's part because never never about we, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> because we have to ask how did it get in helm when you're dealing with spirits either it's passed on and attached from you know just going down the line or you get into something and it's attached and it, it comes with you mm. and they never explain like how did this happen who is the demon how did it get in helm you know what's its purpose you know why why i mean at least with uh the fiend you know we knew he wanted to cause chaos he wanted power you know yeah we, we get that um with uh taker uh, he he wants to rule i guess you know <laughs> like i'm stronger than you kane well he wants to kill his brother so good enough for me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but where where's that desire like it's just it's too basic i mm. want to win the match and i'm going hardcore by not necessarily going hardcore yeah i don't have the brutality i i don't have the pieces that i should have to do it but you know i'll give it my all i think i think in that <laughs> sense that's a limitation from the fed and he will never get pushed going into the wrestling side of it. He will never get super pushed because he, when he won that Universal title, was the first champ, Universal champion. He got mm. injured straight away in that match. And yeah. uh, the man up top lost faith in him. As much as they might push him to a main event or give him a bit of a push for something or some, this or that, he will never, ever be the top guy 
in They're it. They're not seriously considering they him never will. as a big player. Because yeah. when they did, he got injured and that's it, done. They will never, and he's not big enough, he, you know. True. Unless, like Seth said, heel turn demon takes full control. But even so, I don't think you could have a demon full control and he's a heel and he's... Um, the way to do that, he would have to just be brutal. He can't talk. He yeah. Can, he can't really be seen. And he has to be brutal. And he has to literally hurt people. And he would have to change his style up. He's mm. too... too He's too finesse, too you flashy. Know? Yeah, and he has to change it up. And I think if he had that brutality, I would, I would have said like, oh, you know what? I think he might have something in him, because that's the thing. When you're when 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 something takes over you, a, a supernatural deity or mm. entity takes over you. <laughs> well, it depends on the entity, but nine times out of ten, it's not going to be nice. Yeah it's not it's it's going to be messed up because it wants that shock value and because it feeds off the energy you give off if it's all nice and kind you know it's not really gonna do that now there are some cases of people (laughs) this isn't going to be pg but there are some cases of people getting taken over by sex demons they're not really demons but incubus succubus and what the sex demons do mel (laughs) <laughs> exactly what for you're a thinking um, <laughs> <laughs> um if you want i could get, i could tell you how to summon one but uh <laughs> Dude, look at that yeah, face yes <laughs> detail <laughs> um but um yeah there, there have been cases where they're taken over and they're not necessarily brutal they just want to get laid mm. but the reason for that is because they're stealing your energy they're they're taking that extra energy. Are they are they a sex demon? Do they do they take do they use your body to have sex? Well, they could take over a body. Well, if you allow them, but um, usually no, they'll just appear and it's just whatever they do with their energy, they do it, and usually a person enjoys. Um, actually, it, it's well, we're all adults here, so we all enjoy it. Um, we all enjoy a little bit of that. <laughs> it's a cautionary tale though right um because they they become possessive oh and not only do they become possessive but they will like why are you not here with me right now why are you right. over there and they will some will harm you they'll scratch you and they get aggressive and it it can get quite scary with them uh, and then the other problem is their attachment goes again both ways because it feels so good. It's literally next world, otherworldly. You, a person will never please you the same. <laughs> and it's like I want more of this. And it's like, oh, that's not good. So you wow. got to be careful with that. Got to be, you know, know your kink, <laughs> what you like. <laughs> um, now there's actually some recordings of you can actually hear them uh i think this was succubus you can actually hear them legit in the act and this recordings of this uh from uh evps uh electrical electric voice phenomenon electrical voice phenomenon something like that wow it, it's quite interesting and it was two of them um so 
but um yeah so i'll uh, talk to you afterwards give you the info on how you summon one and <laughs> let's do it you might want to talk to meryl about that lawrence before you do oh, okay well, meryl's watching the stream we'll see what she says okay <laughs> so um but anyway yeah with with finn though he part of his bad writing another part is interesting gimmick but it doesn't go far enough and mm. i i think he split personality actually what do you guys think about that me tell, saying i think he split personality versus having well, an entity in. well i'm shocked like i said i thought it'd be a positive i thought it was gonna be a positive demon like the, the mm. fiend was a negative one in theory like a uh evil energies yeah. demon taking over bray wyatt or he allowed it to come into him i, I, I thought yeah. finn was a positive one i i feel a bit i think i was a bit closer to the mark with this one than i was with um with mick foley definitely because i again just the way it's portrayed where he's like right you're in trouble now and I, i've just got to mentally build myself up and i'm going to call myself the demon i'm going to put the makeup on and i'm going to act differently just to make myself feel a bit more yeah build myself up um rather than it being any kind of proper possession uh, you know in a bray wyatt uh type uh scenario um from with, from a wwe perspective you know what the hell does that mean but uh yeah i, I think I, a little bit closer with this one but yeah I, it it just makes it when you analyze it like that a bit more sad about what could be yeah, yeah. With, with a character like that and what opportunities they've missed out on and i think if they tried it now it would almost be a bit too little too late, too with, late. with someone like finn because they've they've given him so many opportunities they've done so many things with him it's like well who cares we're so past that now what what i find is interesting is that the the previous episode i found it made for me finn uh bray wyatt loads better mm. like opened up all these thoughts about the character of bray wyatt the possession how that that you know demon could go to other people like it possibly went to alexa and it made yeah. bray wyatt my, like the whole thing of the you know the 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 cult leader and all his first character made him better for me and yeah. this chat for the last 30 40 minutes about finn has made finn much worse for me realizing that it is just a split personality but not any it's more of like a defense mechanism but a bit of a a lame one sadly <laughs> it's like oh but just put some paint on it doesn't feel like it's anything like you say it doesn't change he doesn't he doesn't get any new moves he doesn't become stronger he still loses and he might run a bit faster that's about that's about it really it's not it's nothing any it just seems a bit rubbish sadly yeah. and if whether that's wwe or i think that's more wwe maybe and if it's good we're going off the scoring of the did wrestling get it right did they get the split personality right possibly but it's a real lame in my opinion it's become a bit of a lame one oh, that looks cool yeah. But... yeah yeah he definitely looks cool which is which is a shame because he, he's got that look that really amazing look and it's it's almost wasted such a shame yeah yeah and i think what they should have done i mean this is uh, again should have could have would have but since he is from new japan pro they and again the demon itself looks more japanese than irish mm. they could have actually had him uh, a, a type of Japanese demon in him, and he could have wrestled strong style, which I know is big in in uh, Japan. And I'm pretty sure he's capable of doing that since he was over there. And that mm -hmm. would have switched things up. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, 
even if he has a split personality, at least there is a difference. Sefi just said that. Oh, okay. So that that would have helped. And it's like, ooh, now it's something like maybe there is more to it. Yeah. But you know, he, he doesn't. And it it's a shame. Real letdown. Real letdown. Actually, for me. Yeah. But like real shame. I think that's definitely more the Fed. Um, and like maybe being overused and sells a lot of merchandise, doesn't it? It's good in mm. a computer game and all that stuff. Very well, yeah, that's, visual. That's the most important thing. <laughs> Sell yeah. the merch. <laughs> it's know. a real shame. What? What? Uh, was that? Was that the case when he's Prince Devitt as well? And I guess it was the same, wasn't it? I never saw much of that. He would. Was he always painted up over there? No, not always. He did it just as a as an accent to his normal character. He was never even. He, he never really did the the full on demon style he'd just paint himself up from time to time and be like Ray sort of just doing a a a joker or a or such and such yeah a little bit because I mean before he he left uh, Japan he was he was full on bullet club um, member so yeah yeah yeah, wonder how long his contract is I think he'd be great don't sign AW don't sign any other wrestlers but I would (laughs) that would be great or just to be free I just want to see some of these guys who've got these such great creative minds be free of the mm. things that tie them down in WWE, in my yeah. opinion. I just, oh, just be free and be creative. Like Malachi Black. I mean, look at that. What's that? What's Malachi Black then? A male warrior on that something. What's he? Or do we save that for another episode? We could do. Uh, yeah, we could <laughs> save that one for a different episode, actually, because it's some stuff to say about him he's great let's go there we go so malachi black is one do you know the other one that i want to do lawrence which is um no (laughs) (laughs) although that that is an interesting one uh the other one i want to do is uh my old friend abaddon from AEW. goodness so maybe maybe that's a double header episode abaddon (laughs) and uh doing an all elite wrestling uh 100 episode with abaddon and um uh, Malachi Black. Well, we you need to do. do that. We need to do. Um, we got the big one, haven't we? In two. Uh, well, now are you free in two weeks? Yes. So two weeks because next Thursday. Next <laughs> Immediately, th- yes. <laughs> ne- next Thursday, I'm gonna do watching Crown Jewel, whatever it's called, live, like right now. I think it'll still be on now, so I'm gonna watch that on Twitch. I might finish by now because it's on. It's the only pay per view of the year where you can watch it like live and not be tired for us. Um, and then I think the week after is are we gonna are we gonna do the the big man uh, for just in time for Halloween? What the the Undertaker and, and his uh, brother and his brother, yeah, and and, we'll and their dad. And their dad, yeah. And their dad. <laughs> the whole little family. He got yeah. killed twice. He got killed and came back. He's the most paranormal mm. more than anyone. <laughs> so wow. That's, that's the plan, isn't it? That is the plan. That is the plan. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, Just I in time for Halloween. Mm. So, uh, hopefully no more COVID hits anyone. Um, no. Or internet issues. I think we're all right, though. This has been good. So we're all, I think the internet's working, guys. So that's good. That's what we need. We need the internet to work. I mean, We're happy with that. Computer works. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. So Mel, what did what would you score? What would is it how right did wrestling get it or Finn? I mean, this is difficult because for Finn. Yeah, the, this one is difficult because it's almost split in two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah, a totally. weird way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't deal in that. We're doing overall and overall because they say he's supposed to have the demon in yeah, him yeah. and all of that, I would have to give it a four. Oh, 
because they're saying he's possessed and he's a demon, but he's not. But but he's not. I, I would have to give it a four. And I think that's me being nice <laughs> because, um, you know, the look, of course, is brilliant. And there is a little bit of an attitude change. And there there is him being tougher and taking a few more bumps than normal. But other than that, you know, it's what is different. Uh, having a seizure when lights turn colors, I, I guess that's something. But th- this, um, this is a problem with WWE, just to say. They do that, and they don't, they don't, they don't follow it. Like, what's his powers he's suddenly getting? He can, he can raise up. Oh, he's been beaten down, and the lights go red, and he gets his special power. No, no we'll forget about it now. <laughs> that was yeah, just good for that one, that one we needed to get out of extreme rules. You know, that's it done. Who cut the yeah, rope? So- like, they don't even say who cut the rope. It's just, it's just awful, mm. awful storytelling. So yeah, I I have to give them a four. Like uh, it's just, it's not there from the demon point of view. Now, if it was a split personality, then that would be different. But it's not. They say like Lee's blurb read out as a demonic demon. So yeah. maybe it's less than four mil. I think you're being too kind. Well, he, might, he might be the lowest. He might be the lowest scored one. Surprisingly, yeah, I, I think so. But you know, but again, again, it's four because still there is that split personality aspect. We go with that, and that personality could be a demonic personality. You know, where it feels that it is. I am a demon, even though I'm not. So remember, when you have split personalities, you are a totally different persona. Yeah, you are something completely different. But then saying that, he's aware of it, so it makes it even harder. Yeah, oh. we're sticking with the four. God darn them! What have they done? What have ruined, they done? Ruined four. it. Is that the lowest score we've had so far? I'm I not think sure. it is. Yes. Yeah, that's the lowest. Papa wow. Shango was six. Yeah. And then the boogeyman was like seven, I think seven or eight, and Bray was eight. So mm. yeah. That's not good. upsetting, isn't it? I thought it'd be good. Upsetting. I bet Seffy's yeah. upset. He likes Finn. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Seffy chose Finn for the MOS Rumble. Yes, he did. I, and I Finn won. About that. Finn yeah. won the MOS Rumble. Wow. Wow. Way back. Bad there we times. go. Sorry, Finn. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about that, Finn. Try harder. And maybe we'll do another one in a year's time, see if he's improved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go. Nice one. Amazing. Mel, thank you so much for your time. Um, did you mention you were going to be going live a little bit later on tonight? Oh, no, no, no. Not going Not live today. Okay. Not tonight. Uh, however, I will say, if you guys want to check out past Unexplained Possibilities podcasts or uh, some of the other little shows that I have on there, Yapping at Midnight or In Case You Missed It, which is a roundup of weird, odds, oddball stories, then go to Unexplained Possibilities YouTube. Just put in Unexplained Possibilities. Very simple. And perhaps you don't want to listen to the podcast on YouTube. You're on the go or whatever. Well, you can also find Unexplained Possibilities on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all those good podcast places. Again, Unexplained Possibilities. Nice. Nice one, Mel. Nice one. So we'll see you in two weeks, Mel. For we'll the, do for the big Halloween show, and we're gonna do a Ghostbusters Afterlife thing, aren't we? Man, we've had this booked yep. for like t- three years or something, and then COVID happened, and then other things. So I don't, we're gonna do that, Mel. So excited! So actually, you know what? How would you guys like to come on Unexplained Possibilities this month? Yeah, we can do it. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely, yeah, love that. What, what are you thinking? What sort of uh, what sort of concept are you thinking for this show? Oh, just yapping, <laughs> talking oh, about okay. scary movies and stuff. <laughs> not nothing too deep. Don't worry, I'm not going to throw you into like the deep end. Like, tell me about the aliens. Go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that would be good. I think that'd be an interesting th- show. <laughs> Maybe we could go on. Uh, I was thinking because we've got quite a lot of things around here. Like, uh, yeah, our, our experience with Succubus. So, okay. <laughs> no, there's quite a lot of uh, sort of history around here, isn't there? You maybe I was I've always wanted to go on like a ghost walk or something like that. Ghost That'll talk. Be maybe we could do one and then come yeah. back and talk about it with Mel either this month or next month. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we could do it next month so you get time and everything. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might look into it, Lee. Uh, I definitely would like to go and do something, you know. It, um, it'd be quite good. I always like, used to like watching that program, um, Most Haunted, with the vet fielding. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I used to yeah. quite like that, but whether it was real or not. You know. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to go on. Uh-huh. There you go. So, oh, wow. We've got a great show. Thank you, Mel. It's been good. It's been another interesting one. And again, didn't go the, the way I was no. uh, was thinking. It never does. I'm so it's surprised by Finn. I'm so surprised. <laughs> I, I honestly thought Finn was going to be another uh, a good good energy version of the the fiend, but completely not. He's a bit rubbish. Actually, he's made him. He's made his character much worse for me. Now you cannot get excited about the demon coming out. Like, oh no! <laughs> Quick! Oh, it's like the Putty Patrol or something. <laughs> uh, sorry Finn brilliant. if you're sorry, watching you're right. <laughs> done well there we go okay. so when we amazing back next, next back Lee uh, we're back on Monday for MOS uh, we're going to be 8pm UK time we're doing an MOS once I'm back from uh, watching some more NFL on Sunday Lawrence I think you may be don't want to officially announce this but a little bit of a spoiler Lawrence may be hopping on at some point on Sunday night yeah I will yes. uh, maybe do a little bit of gaming so uh, but yeah uh, MOS is going to be back on Monday night and uh, talking about all sorts of stuff I don't know what yet because I haven't put the show plan together yet I'll do that Saturday yeah I'll preview in Crown Jewel <laughs> the excitement of uh, that big match well, Basically. there you go. Can't exciting. be crown jewel, can you? No, can be it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Nice one. Thanks, guys. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Lawrence. It's been amazing. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.